Hey, this is Joseph Massonary. I'm the pastor at Cornerstone, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope this helps you build your faith. I hope in some way that God will challenge you with a new perspective as you listen. Enjoy the message. Can we thank Sean for sharing this morning? It's always good to hear from Mr. Stafford. <clears throat> good stuff. Are you? Uh, so we're excited about it that we are going to start off 2022 with some prayer and with some fasting. You know, it's it's been a long time here at Cornerstone since we have. I, I remember doing fast back when I was like in youth group and we had a tent outside. That was it was one of the last times I remember doing something like this. So we're excited to uh, just challenge ourselves, but really challenge each other to get into God's presence just a bit more. Somebody say amen. Well, happy new year. Would you turn to someone and say happy new year? It is 2022. It feels strange even saying it, doesn't it? It feels weird saying 2022. It's like, are you serious already 2022? Can we welcome anybody? And, and we know, um, may even start off with some prayer this morning. We know some are probably at home watching. I know there's a few, all of us are probably connected to someone or we know someone or we have a friend of someone who has been a little bit on the sick side lately. We know there's a lot of things going on with, with our health in our city and even in the life of our church. And so we want to keep those in prayer who might be watching online or just not able to be here today. So can we just open up with a word of prayer this morning and just uh, ask the Lord to just meet us right where we are at today. Let's bow our heads. God, we come to you. Lord, we ask as we get into your word that your scripture, God, your word would speak in a mighty way today. God, that you would change our mindsets, that you would change our opinions. God, not to some man's opinion or some clever talk, but God, that you would align our thoughts with your holy word this morning. God, with your scripture today. God, we pray for any of those that are watching that might be sick, that might be at home, that might be in the hospital. God, we pray for healing in their situation, healing in their families, God, healing in their sickness. In Jesus' name, all God's people say amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, we said it already. We got the New Year's backdrop. Happy New Year. Can you believe it's 2022? It, it feels like a, a, another uh, strange season as we look back. 2021 was interesting, right? Is that a good way to put it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how we describe 2021. I'm going to try a little bit today. You know, it was, it was interesting. It was, it was uh, um, some, some high moments, I guess, if you're like a Bucks fan, and he, or if you're a Tom Brady homer like me, right? He, Tom Brady won another Super Bowl. Um, Atlanta Braves had a good year. There's been a few highlights, some different things happening. Um, if we remember, even if we look back, it was an Olympic year. Do we even remember that? What a strange, did anybody watch the Olympics? Nobody does anymore, do we? Right? It's an interesting time, but really, you know, we talk about a few little fun things, but like 2021 was quite, the, we should have known from last January that we were going to be in for another tough year, that we were going to be in for another year of uh, just heartbreaking moments, tough things, situations, right? As, as much as it's like we can, we can turn on Yahoo News and see the latest billionaire who's launched himself into space, right? Um, whatever it is, but man, the, those things don't seem to matter all that much in 2021, do they? 
right? From a, a, it seems to me, I, even, I, was, I was thinking about this, where we, my, one of my daughters asked me, why do we celebrate New Year's? And I was kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> Just gives us an adult an excuse to do something, I guess. I'm not sure really, right? But like we thought, 2021, I think, if I look back at what I, when we celebrated 2020 coming into an end, I remember thinking like, man, we, we were like, things are going to change. Things are going to get better. We're going to experience healing. Things are going to be finished, only to find out that, that in some ways, would you agree with this statement? 2021 kind of felt like a bit of a repeat of 2020. Would anybody agree with that? Like, this has been one long 24 months, right? There's a picture that I found on the internet that I think perfectly describes 2021. And we could even give 2020, uh, 2021 a, yeah, there it is, a, a name. This boat was called the Ever Given. We could call 2021 Ever Given Year, right? This was a, a boat that, believe it or not, folks, this is a boat that is larger than the Empire State Building. One of the largest freight boats in the year, and it jammed up the, uh, the Suez Canal. And I felt like, man, doesn't that picture in some ways, in some ways, just describe a little bit of what 2021 felt like, possibly? Like, it's, it's like, just, it perfectly describes that feeling of, man, we are just stuck. Kind of like, man, we, can we move already? Or I want to move, or I think I want to move, or actually I don't want to move, I want to stay stuck, right? We, it's just kind of a, a year where it's like, we're just stuck. And I, th I found another picture that I think even describes sometimes our solutions to culture's problems, right? We, we all think like we're the smartest person in the room, right? I know I do sometimes, right? I'll sit and talk with my buddies and we can solve all the problems in the United States with one conversation, right? With a few text messages. We're like, just do this, this, and this, this, right? And I found a, I found a, a picture that kind of, to me, looks like the solution to getting this boat, to fixing our country. There it is. This was a picture that I found. They brought in this little excavator, and it, it rolled on in. There's other pictures of it coming down, and it shows the, the actual size of the boat a little bit better. And it's this little tractor that they brought in to start fixing this catastrophe, right? And sometimes that's, I feel like that reminds me of how we are with our little bits of advice. We have these little, these little, this little bit of advice, this little small solution. If you just, if you just follow this, it's just gonna, it's gonna fix everything in our world and our culture that just seems to be stuck. We have these little opinions that we think are gonna help. And the older I get, the more I'm starting to begin to realize my opinion is not all that helpful all the time. Right? My opinion is not that helpful. My opinion is not all that important. But what I'm realizing, and I would encourage us as the body of Christ, you know what is so much more important than our opinion is who we're reflecting, uh, is, is what we're reflecting, right? Uh, the person of Jesus is what we need to reflect and be about. Sometimes I need to be reminded, I was looking at this picture thinking, I need to sometimes just leave my political views, my background, my history, the, the, my worldview, the way I grow. I need to sometimes leave that at the door and encourage people that, you know what? The only, the only fixing there is, is there's a person called Jesus. There's a Savior that we worship. There's someone, there is forgiveness from guilt, from shame, right, from depression, all these different things. But man, Jesus is who we need to speak about. I believe in this year, I, I do believe 2022 is, is going to be a season of new beginnings, a year of new beginnings. And 
the funny thing about a fresh start or a new beginning is they rarely come packaged how we expect them to come, correct? Right? Like, we, we, we have our expectations, and we have our plans, and I don't know about you, my plans never involve trials, because that's not how I want to see, right? Like, I know James, it's written in James, like, celebrate when you face trials of many kinds, but that is not in my nature, right? Anybody feel me on that one? Right? That's a tough scripture to get behind, to live, to, like, like, to get excited about, right? But my plans aren't necessarily God's plans. My plans are always limited. My plans have limits. Would you open your Bibles, uh, Proverbs chapter 19. Proverbs chapter 19, we're going to be in this book a little bit today, and if you actually would pull up Isaiah chapter 43 as well. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, it says this, and this may describe your, your 2020, your 2021 perfectly. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. In the book of Proverbs, it's very interesting to see how much God has to say about the plans we make for ourselves. The book of Proverbs is full of all of these scriptures about the, the things we think about, the plans that we are making, the, the plans for our future that we think is, is, is correct, the plans that we're making. And while our plans may differ, I want to encourage you with this as well, though, today. We serve a God that is very concerned about your future. He's very interested. He's very invested in your future. Regardless of this strange season that we find ourselves in, God is looking to do something new in you. He's looking to do something new in your relationships. He's do, looking to do something new through you. Isaiah 43, verse 18, it says this, Forget the former things. Would you turn to someone and just say that? Man, forget this is like one of the most difficult scriptures in the world. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. And if you're a DC Talk fan, you would say new thing. Some of you just dated yourself if you got that reference. That was like an 80s reference, right? New thing. God is doing a new thing. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. God is more interested in our future than he is our past, but that doesn't seem to always be the case with us. I know for me that doesn't always be, seem to be the case with me because sometimes I only view the present through my past. Did you hear that, church? Sometimes I only view the present situation through the lens of the past, through the lens of a hurt, through the lens of a disappointment. I view the present and I predict what's going to happen in the future based on the past, and the more you get into God's word, you will realize this is not a biblical habit. The more you get into God's word, you realize this is actually the very opposite of God's character. God is not a God who is fixated on our past. He's not a God that is keeping score. He's not a God that is keeping track. He's not a God that wants to remind you of what you've done. He's interested in your future. Can we look at that verse again, Isaiah 43? I want to really let that verse sink in because God is saying, forget your past, forget about the former things, don't think about it, but look at the new things I'm going to do. Uh, today I wanted to look at new beginnings in 2022, a fresh start in 22, new beginnings. If you had 2021 to live all over again, how many of us would probably have done something different? Anybody would have done anything different in 2021? 
Why is that, right? Some of us are like, nope, I lived a perfect 2021. I think some of us would have invested differently in 2021. I would have sold a few children for some, some Solana coins, some crypto, right? And I would have made so much money, I could have bought them back, right? Like if you would have got in in January of last year, too late now, right? But I'm telling you, like, what could you have done differently in 2021 relationally, spiritually, maybe a heart for, for serving or a heart of being serious about, like passionate about the things of God or just kind of laying back and letting things happen, right? The reason we would look back and say, yeah, I would have done something differently is because all of us have times where we fail at something, where we, 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 we don't measure up all the way. We, we fall short in some way, in some shape or form. But Isaiah 43, let's, let's read this verse again, church. It says, forget the former things. Read it with me. Would you say it out loud? Do not dwell on what? The past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Would you underline or circle those first three, four words? Forget the former things. Man, we couldn't say that enough, could we? Would you underline that, circle that in your, in your, in your scripture this morning? Forget the formal thing, former things. Then would you circle the last two words? New thing. I am doing a new thing. God says forget about what happened before. That chapter has closed and in order for you to get a new beginning, for you to start fresh in 2022, to have a new start, you need to try to understand me more. In order to have a fresh start in 22, I think, I think that's a word for us this morning. God says we need to try to understand our God more. This past year, you may have had some type of disappointment in your life. Um, you may have let someone down in a big way this last year I know there I, I mean I was on the phone call this month with somebody I was just I just apologized just apologize hey I, I, I fell short in this area I'm really really sorry just own it I had to just say you know what I apologize this past year maybe you've had a failure in your life maybe you've had someone fail you in a big way this past year Maybe you've had someone disappoint you, let you down. Maybe you've, you've failed in your finances completely. Somehow you've blown it, a moral failure. Maybe someone has failed you. Regardless of that past wrong, here's where we're going for this message today. A new beginning in 2022 because our God is a God of new beginnings. You look at scripture, you look at heroes from the Bible, not one of them didn't have a past, a background, most of the time a pretty sketchy past. Most of the time a past, like I wouldn't pick the people that God seemed to pick in the Bible. Rahab, no. Paul, no. No, basically a terrorist, right? Like the, the, the people that God picked, I, I, I wouldn't have been like, oh, I want them on my team, right? They probably would have been the last picks. Regardless of the failure, God gives us a new path. And here's, here's the first thing I want us to, to understand this morning. Number one, would you write this down? Understand that our problems have meaning. If you want to begin 2022 with a new path forward, a new beginning, a fresh start, the first thing you need to do is this. Understand that your problems have a meaning. Our problems have meaning. Nothing can happen to the believer without it passing through the hands of the Father. That means that, that even though what God allows, may, it may not be His will, because we live in a sinful, broken world, right? His will is not always done on earth, but he allows things to happen to a believer. Can we say it like this? It happens with his permission. 
Things that happen to you this year or in the past, they happen with his permission. It's not always will, his will. But God can allow our problems to be used for good. A lot of times when we have problems, if you're like me, the first thing I like to do when I experience or see a problem, I like to say what the problem is and who's responsible for it and blame someone for it. Does anybody else like that at all? Right? You can identify it. I can talk about it. And I like to like assign the blame. It's your fault. It's that person's fault. It's, right? But as a Christ follower, if we really believe that you know, our problems have purpose, we need to ask in this season, in this time period, God, what is it you're doing in this season? We don't necessarily need to assign. We need to learn to stop assigning blame to the problem. But we need to learn to ask questions. God, what are you doing in this season? God, what is it you want to do in me in this time? God, how, how is it you want to strengthen my relationship with you in this season? Proverbs 28, 13, it, it talks about being a, a, a person who is able to admit mistakes. It says this, a man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. But if he confesses and forsakes them, he gets another chance. God says the key to starting over is, is being honest. One key to starting on over is, is being honest and facing problems, realizing that even sometimes, maybe not on a global scale, but you know, I would say like 90% of the problems in my life, and this is like, I don't know where, what, what percentage you would assign this to, there are problems that are out of my hands, out of my control, but I would say most of the times when there is hurt, when there is something broken, when there is a problem in my life, 90% of the time, to be honest, Realizing many problems that I face are my fault. Do you hear that, church? Not always. Not always, right? If, you, if you've been betrayed in a relationship, certain things, absolutely not. But in some ways, this, this blame game that we like to play culturally, right? I like to be like, it's, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. It's their fault. It's not my fault. But realizing, like, when the Holy Spirit begins to speak, I begin to realize there are a lot of areas. There's a lot of things that... In our world, there's a lot of areas where I like to pass the buck. I like to pass the blame. But the reality is sometimes the Holy Spirit says, you know what? This is your fault. And I don't know about you. Whenever I tend to let someone down, when I tend to um, let someone down in a relationship or whatever it is, or, or just miscommun- you know, miscommunication. How many of you know communication is tough, right? Usually it seems like it's the root of so much tension and problems, right? We don't like to do it. I don't like to do it. It is what it is, right? But number one, most of the time when I fail, it comes because I failed to plan ahead. Would you agree with that this morning? Most of the times when I don't measure up, when I let someone down, when I need to apologize for something, it's because I failed to plan ahead. I failed to think ahead. I, I, I failed to, right, I, I made a rash decision and I ignored the consequences of what that would be. Proverbs 27, 12, it says, a sensible man watches for problems and prepares to meet them goes on to say, the fool never looks ahead. Right? How many of you have been there in those situations where it's, I want what I want, and I want it right now. I want what I want, and it's going on this credit card. I don't care how much debt it gets me into. Right? That's what this is talking about, right? It's, the fool never looks ahead and suffers the consequence. Jesus even told a parable. He, he spoke about a man that was building a building, and he, he talks in this parable how he had to stop because he ran out of money because he didn't plan ahead how much money he would need to build a building. Right? How many of you know if Jesus talked about having plans, it's probably important that we have plans. The second reason I tend to fail is I don't listen to good advice. 
The second reason a lot of times we fail or have problems is we don't always like listening to good advice. Proverbs 15, 22, plans fail without good advice, but they succeed with the advice of many others. Here's a question I was thinking about. Why is it we, um, why is it we don't like listening to the advice of other people? Why is it sometimes we don't like listening to wisdom from other people? I think it's because we think we know it. When I find myself in a place where I'm like, I know the ins and outs of that situation. I know what they were thinking. I know how they hurt. I know what they intended to do. I get it. I've done this forever, right? I tend to realize the more I think like that, I'm setting myself up for complete and total failure because there are situations and things I am clueless about, right? Now, I would say this on the other side of that coin, and any young people in the house this morning, young can be like 30 and under, right? It's a, right, young. Some of us are like, well, that was back in the day. I hear 2022, and I'm like, I graduated in what year? 2000. Isn't that weird? Any adults in, right? I graduated in 2000. That's just crazy to look back on. I'm like, oh my gosh. Remember Y2K? The world didn't end in 2000. Anybody that was alive, remember that. The computers were going to go matrix on us. They were going to, everything was shutting down. The world was going to end in 1999. But we partied on. I don't know. I'm kidding. If you're a young person here, though, I'd say it like this. When we talk about listening to advice, I want to clarify, we always need to be open to listening to advice. But if good advice is not grounded in God's word, if advice is not based on God's word, if, 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 if advice is not built around God's principles for your life, and if you don't know what those principles are, then sometimes good advice sounds great to the ears, but it's full of wickedness. Because sometimes good advice sounds like this, well, you just do whatever makes you happy, right? You do whatever it is that makes you happy. And if your happiness, if you're happy, that is all that matters, right? But I want to tell you, you know, whatever generation you're a part of, our God isn't so much concerned about our happiness as he is about our holiness, we have a God that, man, he, 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 he wants his people. He, he is, he, I would say he's built parameters, per, a perimeter, not necessarily to keep you in, but to keep sin away from you because he knows how destructive it is. He knows how much the enemy wants to just ruin your life because of this thing called sin. And now, anyways, so sometimes it's not always the best advice to follow. I just kind of like took away number two. But what can we move on? The third reason we tend to fail, and, I, and sometimes I think about this, we give up too soon, don't we? Proverbs 24.10, if you give up when trouble comes, it shows that you are weak, is what the scripture says. The problem here is that we give up, we stop trying, something gets hard, and we just kind of, we just want to quit, we just want to stop, whatever it is. Did anybody watch a little football over Christmas break? One of us, cool. I know, I know more than, there's, there's a receiver, any Dallas Cowboy fans in the house? There's one, I was going to say, no, no jersey today. One back there. First service was like a bunch of, um, it, was, it was like, I think Pastor Greg has abused Cowboys fans for so long in this church that they were ducking in first service. I mentioned the Cowboys and they were all like, oh my gosh, what's he going to say? I wasn't anything bad actually. They have this defensive back, this young man, he's amazing. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is his name. And he did something in the last game. We were watching the game with my uncle. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, we were watching the game and he 
set, uh, he tied a record in franchise history for the most interceptions in a season. I think they were only in week 16, something like that, week 17, whatever it was. And he tied a, a defensive back record. He had picked off the opposing team's quarterbacks 11 times, which, folks, if you watch football, that's a lot of picks. That's a whole lot of interception. This man tied a team record that it, I think almost stood for 40 years. It was from the early 80s, and it's only his second season. And then they, as this game was going on, they showed a statistic on the screen that I thought was actually really cool because as a youngster, it kind of shows you that this, this defensive back, Trevon Diggs, he has a mindset that I don't think you can teach a whole lot. You, it's a mindset that I think sometimes as athletes, they're born with this mindset that no matter what happens, I'm not giving up. No matter who tells me I'm not good enough, I'm not giving up. No matter who, who, who says I can't make it, I'm going to show them, right? So they put up this other statistic about his record-setting season that was, that was crazy. It also said he'd picked off 11 people, 11 picks, but he also had surrendered. He'd given up more yards to receivers than any defensive back in the league. So on one hand, he has this record-setting statistic that is amazing and that is a big compliment, a big pat on the back. And then on the other hand, he's had some moments where we could say like that, he's been burned a few times on the football field, right? A statistic that is not so good. But what it shows to me is it shows a, a player that's developing, someone that is far from perfect, talented, working hard, whatever it is. But it shows to me someone who doesn't give up on the ball. He doesn't give up just because he messed up a few times. He doesn't stop going for that big play just because uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't have that fear that just because, you know what, maybe I blew it on the last play, I'm going to pick you off on the next one. And that's a mindset, this no-quit attitude that, oh my goodness, you almost can't teach it. There's something interesting about successful people is they always make success look really, really easy, don't they? Right? Success, it's always like, it's, it's, it's those little things that successful people do in the shadows that seem to matter, yet all we see is the, the, the big trophies and the big awards that they win, whatever it is. I thought about this as we talk about blame, as we talk about giving up. If we're really, really good at making excuses for things spiritually, then chances are we are rarely going to be good at anything else. Right? God wants to use you. He wants to use your experiences. He wants to use your experiences, even from this past year. Even the ones that were really bad, or even the ones that were really hurtful. Even the experiences that you wouldn't wish upon an enemy. God wants to use those experiences not to bog you down, not to make you depressed, not to bring you back to a sense of brokenness. But when healing takes place, He wants to use those experiences so that they can have meaning. For people who walk through similar heartbreak, similar betrayal, similar things. Because God wants to shape you to become more like Jesus in this 2022 season. More like the person of his son in this season. Number two, if we want to look for and walk in a new beginning in 2022. Number two, would you write this down, church? I need to refocus my faith. I need to refocus my thoughts. I need to refocus my faith. I need to... Understand that my thought life matters. The way I think matters. And maybe there's some of us here, we need to rethink the way we think. We need to rethink the way we think. Proverbs 4.23 says this, Be careful what you think. And here it is, because your thoughts run your life. 
How many of you know your thoughts are a powerful thing? The Bible says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Bible says to be transformed by the renewing of your... Notice it doesn't say be transformed by the latest fashion, by the latest diet, by the latest whatever, self-help. He says be transformed by the renewing daily of your mind. Right? The Bible says that, man, the, the greatest way to change is to change your thoughts. Because if we can align our thoughts with his thoughts, it will lead to what we are expecting. It will lead to expecting more from God this next season. I need to refocus my thought life. And when I do that, it will refocus my faith. I've been one that, um, never been big on New Year's resolutions. Does anybody here make a New Year's resolution every year? Anybody? Some of us? I've always thought New Year's resolutions, one, I remember doing them and I would always like break them on day, you know, day three, day four, right? I'd be one of those where it's like, what was, what was it yesterday? January 1st and somebody's going to like start, make a New Year's resolution to eat healthy and then you're like, I'll start on Monday the 3rd, right? Right? Like I've never been a New Year's resolution cat. Like I just, it's never been for me. I've always thought it kind of sounds lame, but think about it this way. I kind of felt convicted as I was studying for this message. Resolutions can simply be goals that are a statement of faith. Do you know that, church? Like, goals can be a statement of your faith. They can be a, a statement of what you think, what you're about. Goals can be something like this. A, a resolution, I was like, man, I need to make some New Year's resolutions. I need to set some goals that display my faith, that put my faith on paper. By this time next year, I want to see God do blank. Insert the blank, right? Can anybody, did anybody think like that? By this time next year, I want to see God move in this way, right? A goal is simply a dream with a deadline put on it. I believe God wants me to do this by a certain point in time. Church, I believe God wants to take us here by a certain point in time, right? Personal goals, family goals, every kind of goal, it doesn't matter, right? Any goal you head towards to give us direction. So here's a question as we move on to number three. What area do you need to act in faith today? What dreams with a deadline do you need to write down right now? Right? And I want to ask you even this. This is a, a, a new thing that we are doing, this 21 days of fasting and prayer. We have not done something like this in a long time. I want to invite you and implore you and even say this. I would expect you to join in with us. Please don't make this a staff thing. Uh, uh, of the, you know, the people on staff can do it. The leaders in the youth can do it. Sean can do it. That's for those people. Please don't say, oh, this is for the principal. No, no, no. This, this, is, this prayer and fasting, if you are a part of Cornerstone, I want to just implore you. I want to just say, you know what? I expect each of us to play a part, to find something, to pray about it. Pray about it this week. God, what is it you want me to give up so that in that time I can focus on you? Church, it can be coffee for 21 days, right? It can, I, I don't care what it is. It can be, I, I, for me, I can already think of one that I need to, like, give up media for 21 days. And I don't necessarily mean Instagram or Facebook. Maybe that's what you, I need to give up, like, news channels, right? I need to give up news websites for some time. The amount of prayer and time I could be spending with the Lord is when I'm reading about news that I like or don't like, right? So what is it God's calling you to, to, to do during this 21 days of prayer and fasting. Number three, as we close, I need to renew my trust in him to have a new beginning in 2022. 
trust in God, trusting that he will help me succeed at whatever it is, saying, you know what, God, starting here, January 2nd, I'm going to depend on you in 2022. I, I realize I can't do it on my own. I realize I've stumbled in the past. I, I realize I've been doing it all on my own. You know, the Bible doesn't say, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just not happy, right? This, this feeling like I just wasn't happy with 21. I wasn't happy with 20, 2019, whatever it is. You know, the Bible doesn't say that if you practice yoga a certain way, you will be happy. You know that? The Bible doesn't say that if you read the latest self-help book or whoever is out there at this time. He doesn't say, the Bible doesn't say if you read that, if you, if you stay up to, to date with the culture and what works now, you'll be happy. The Bible doesn't say if you worship a certain way. You know, I love worship. I love lifting my hands. I love it when our men do it. I love it when we lead, right? But the Bible doesn't say if you, you know, if you clap, you'll be happy. If you lift your hands, you'll be happy. If you sit and you kneel, you'll be happy. The Bible doesn't even describe that when it comes to worship. But you know what the Bible does say? Look at Psalm chap Psalms chapter 1, verse 1. Here's what the Bible says, a key to being happy, a key to a happy mindset. It says this, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with the mockers, but they delight. Here it is. Would you underline this? Circle this. They delight in the law of the Lord, and they meditate on it day and night. They delight in God's word. They delight in God's word. They meditate on it. When they wake up, they meditate on it. When they drive to work, they listen to it and they take it in. When they go to bed, they meditate on it and they listen to it. It says, they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. The Bible says, if you fill your mind with God's word, it will change your mind. If you fill your mind with God's word, you will... Oh my goodness, you're going to start to see happiness because you're going to start unseeing the you that you've always seen. You're going to start unseeing what other people think about you. And what you're going to discover through God's word is what he says about you. You're going to see what he says about you, his child, his son, his daughter. As you fill your mind with God's word, it begins to change you. If you meditate on God's word. The Bible even says this. Look at that. It says... They're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Look at the end of verse 3. If you delight in the law of the Lord, it says, Their leaves never wither, and they prosper at all that they do. How many of you, like, I mean, it sounds weird to even say that. And it it kind of sounds like, like I don't want to, like, roll down the name it, claim it road, right? But how many of you want to, like, could you honestly say, like, I would love to prosper at everything I put my hands to? Hello. Right? I mean, who would say no to that? But look at what this scripture says. It says, they're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing, they bear fruit in every season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all that they do because they delight in the law of the Lord. They meditate on it day and night. You know, I love that God offers us a clean slate, don't you? I love that even New Year's, we can talk about a new beginning, a new start, a fresh start, a clean slate. But I love it even more when God's people spend so much time with Him, you just know it. Right? I love it when you hang out with people and they, they just, they just kind of talk like Him. They just kind of like, the word just kind of flows out of them. They, they act like Him. They back it up. They, they walk like Him. They, they love 
like him. They have a sense of calmness like him, right? You can tell when someone hangs out with God. They're not so, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Like there's something about them. As you fill your mind with God's word, it begins to change your mind. God, in 2022, I, I, I pray that you redesign my life. God, I pray that you redesign our life, our point of view. God, I pray that you redesign our ministry, our church together. You know, one of the things I love about Jesus and I love about the reality and the truth of the cross is that he, he didn't go to the cross. He didn't die next to criminals so we can keep thinking about all the ways we messed up. Right? He didn't get crucified next to criminals so we can keep looking at our failures. He is the best at taking all of the negatives, all of the hurt, all of the pain, and turning them into a resurrection. Turning them into grace, which is what he is all about. So church individually is one body. I just want to leave us with that message today. God, help us make a new beginning in 2022. Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we come to you today. Would you pray with me this, God? You've seen us mess up in the last season. God, you've seen things that I've said that are hurtful. You've seen me fail. You've, <clears throat> you've seen me stumble. God, you've seen me in, in my shame, my fears. God, you know the fears that are going through my mind. God, you've seen me hurt other people. And God, you've seen it when other people have hurt me. Today, as we start off this new year, God, we ask for a new beginning in this new year. God, I accept the responsibility for things that I've done. God, forgive me for those areas where I'm not listening to you. God, forgive me for those times when I think I can do it alone. And God, help me learn from my past experiences. But God, help me not to live in those past experiences. God, help me learn from those experiences, but not be identified because of them. God, your word says when someone becomes a Christian, when someone says yes to Jesus, that he becomes a brand new creation on the inside. He becomes a brand new person on the inside. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, he is not the same anymore, but a new life has begun. A new life has begun. You are not the same anymore because of Jesus. And maybe you're here today and you don't feel like being the same anymore. Maybe you're here on this January 2nd. You don't even know why you came to church today. You just randomly did. Maybe you're just like, you know, I haven't been around in a while. Maybe I stopped going to church years ago. Maybe you committed your life to Jesus years ago. Or maybe you just feel like you need a sense of renewal in your life today. If you need a sense of renewal today, if you need to just say yes to Jesus today, would you just lift your hand and open up your life and just acknowledge him? The Bible says that if you acknowledge me among men, I will acknowledge you in front of my father. If that's you today, you just want to acknowledge Jesus, you want to renew your life with Jesus, would you just lift your hand, one, two, and three, and would you lift it up if that's you? I see you over there, and I see you over there. I see you in the back. I see you there. You know, the Bible says that when we acknowledge him, when we make a decision to come home, that all of heaven, there's a party going on, that people are celebrating these decisions. Can you pray this with me if you lifted your hand and maybe you lifted your eyes. Maybe you're at home and there's nobody even that sees you, but God sees you. Would you pray this with me, church? Jesus, I open up my life to you and I ask you to be my savior. I ask you to forgive me 
And God, I ask you to guide me. God, in this next 21 days of prayer and fasting, help me focus my life on your word. God, help me to trust in you. God, I, I, want, I, want, I want that blessing of starting new. God, I want that blessing of, of, of new beginnings in 2022. I want that blessing of a fresh start. So God, I invite you to come and change my life today. In Jesus' holy name we pray. All God's people, can we say amen? Thank you for joining us today. And a special thanks to those who give to Cornerstone. You know, it's because of you, our ministry, it's possible. Uh, You can click the link in the description to give now or visit us at cornerstonelv.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe. You can share it with friends, share it with family. Help us spread God's word. You can also join us live every Sunday. We invite you 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. We stream service live. Thank you again for listening.